you have to think about it and you're like, oh, well, then who am I? Like, <laughs> totally. um, but, but, you know, I think those are great places to be because you come out on the other side and you're like, man, maybe I like things a certain way. And if I can do it, that's great. But I don't have to, to, you know, provide value. Hey there, friends. Welcome to the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast, where we believe marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. We hope you leave here encouraged, inspired, and a little more excited to share your gifts with the world. Well, welcome back to another episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. As always, my name is Austin Savage. I'm here with my good friend and business partner, Kelsey Zarko. And I'm here with my other good friend and other business partner, <laughs> Mitch Nelson. Kelsey, hello. Mitch, hello. Welcome. Hello. Hi. I'm ready to party. Kelsey, everybody knows you. Mitch, people don't know you, but you are the newest addition to the inner circle, the partner group. I don't know what we would call it. You just do the stuff hive. in a deeper way for this company. Uh, but give us a quick introduction. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. Yeah, <laughs> I am the a partner and a podcast director here at Savage Content Collective. Yes, As sir. of what? Uh, I mean, a month now. A month it's ago. Been yeah, just a true. month and three days or something mm-hmm. like that. So not that I'm counting. Um, no. <laughs> The but best yeah, month I, and three days of your entire life, I'm sure. It has been it has been really fun. It has been really fun. I feel like interacting with, yeah, all over the shows that we manage in new ways has been, yeah, eye-opening and, and just really cool. It's been a learning experience for sure. But yeah, I mean, you guys Love know, it. but I'm married, have a kid, have one on the way, uh, and it's I'm living the life. It's really fun. So yeah, what's the name of the one that's coming? <laughs> that is such a great question. Dang it. Um, I just I thought that maybe you... you would just like accidentally say it. Oh, dude, we for sure don't have one. Oh, dang it's, not it. until, oh. it's not until April. No, I mean, we got we got plenty of time. So um, podcast I know you listeners, want... submit your name recommendations. Wow. Yeah, totally. I know Austin wants Phineas. Uh, I do. That's right. Because it, this is a joke. It is a joke. But then his, yeah, your other son is named Bennett and you call him Benny. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, be Benny and Fenny and that would be funny. But I mean, that it does cute. sound like they're a little dynamic duo, but. Yeah. I don't know if I want to encourage like the like kind of dynamic like duo that feels just like a lot of work. Like, <laughs> gang up of... on you. Yeah, exactly. Uh, very fair. Um, what have you you mentioned you've learned a lot over the last uh, month? What would be like the main thing that you feel like you've learned just like working uh, as a partner here or that like um, has come to mind? Main thing. I mean, truthfully, I don't say this as a, like a segue, but I think it is a great one um, for what we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, there is just, yeah, so much to do. And um, yeah. I really value things being done in a correct way is what how I view it, um, yeah. which is like to the highest quality. And so just knowing how to balance that uh, with also wanting to, yeah, having more things to do. And I mean, doing something perfectly takes a really, really, really long time. In fact, it'll never mm-hmm. be done. So um, yeah. you can't do that. Um, and it's just been, yeah, learning to do that on kind of a new scale has been kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. This is kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, we've talked about this before, I feel like on um, like partner meetings and stuff, but Kelsey and I are both like Enneagram threes. So we're very like achievement minded, just like, yeah get stuff done, make progress. Yeah. And uh, Mitch is an Enneagram one, mm-hmm. which I guess like, what is like the core motivation is to, to be right. Is that like, yeah, like, to... I haven't truly like uh, really dove super deep on the Enneagram. Okay. I did at one point, but it's been a while, but I, if I remember correctly, it's like a lot of, yeah, perfectionism, um, yeah. like justice and like right and wrong. Like okay. I, 
at least personally, I'll speak from personal experience. I feel like, yeah, there's a lot of black and white in the world and it's like, it's either one or the other. And so, um, yeah, when things are done incorrectly, I feel, I feel like it's wrong. I mean, (laughs) you're not, you're wrong, you know? Um, so that can be challenging in certain instances and helpful in many others. So totally, totally. All right. Well, we'll dive into, uh, more of that stuff here in a second, but as always, we love to start with a this or that to Got argue it. it out a little bit at the front of uh, the podcast. And Mitch, you said that you have one that you're really excited about. So wow, <laughs> very confident. I don't know if I'm really excited about it. I don't know if they said that. <laughs> That's not what he said. Sorry, that was my sarcasm coming out. But Mitch, what's the this or that for today? Yeah, this this week I think we could talk about um, this or that college or professional sports, and I think it's an interesting one. So I have not been a sports fan really at all in my life until I'd say probably in the last year I've ever so slightly gotten into it. Really. I think last year when we did March Madness bracket was like the first time that I really actually kind of followed it and like watched a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so college or professional sports has, is what I want to talk about today. Okay. What, what's your answer? I would have to go college. I feel like college sports I don't know. Professional sports, I feel like feels like it leans too far into the entertainment industry that just it feels like it's not sports. Yeah, uh, that's it, fair. It just feels like money and marketing. Mm. Totally. Yeah. And your fa- you grew up in a family that was like super into Purdue, right? Yeah. Like, just I was, sports overall. I was born in West Lafayette and my oh, yeah. that's where we lived uh, for a little bit at the beginning of uh, you know my parents' marriage and, and my Whoa. life. So they were, you know, big Purdue fans. They did not go to Purdue, but they're big Purdue fans and always have been. So Dang. that's what Becky and okay. I are trying to get into. Purdue sports. We're watching boiler football, up. basketball. Yeah, boiler up. I probably would say professional, but only because that's all I really have a lot of exposure to. I didn't grow up yeah. watching sports at all. Yeah. But I married a man who loves sports so much. Totally. And <laughs> um, I don't know. I think we probably watch professional. We are big hockey fans. In yeah, our that's house, what Austin so. said earlier, which I feel like is somewhat... I mean, maybe not super unique, but like, I don't talk to many people who watch hockey. Totally, Yeah, it's definitely more rare. So we're huge Chicago Blackhawks fans. Now that we live in Dallas, it's fun to go. We've been to a Stars game. So I would say more of that. We follow football and then I'm not a huge baseball fan. So I would, yeah, I don't know. If I had to pick, I would say professional, but I do love the college football, like rallying around like the community that comes from each mm-hmm. team because people are yeah. so devoted and like yeah, the it whole feels thing. like so intense it yes. does yeah. i do like the the vibes it's yeah. a lot more emotional i feel like like i feel like the meaning in college sports are like it's just different i think yeah but we are going to a baylor game next weekend so Whoa, i'm pretty fun. excited about that yeah so that'll nice. be our first i've just decided that i'm going to claim baylor as like the school that i dearly love and my kids are going to go there and they're probably not it's very expensive but i've just decided <laughs> this is where i'm putting my allegiance so we'll see is it goes. i don't I like even it. know is it in the dfw area and it's in waco okay okay which is like a couple Magnolia. hours out, right? yeah it's kind of closer to houston i would say i see okay what about um, you I austin would, my favorite sports event of the year is march madness so yeah. you mentioned we i think last year was the first year mm-hmm. we did it right as a company yeah. Um, we, Mm -hmm. and we will do it every year for the rest of time. Uh, (laughs) we did a bracket (laughs) uh, contest and both Kelsey and I came in dead last. So, uh, (laughs) super fun. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but it's my favorite. I love the emotions of it and just like getting wrapped up in all of it. Um, 
But this year, I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to really like watch sports and stuff, and I liked it a lot. Um, but I haven't really watched sports outside of March Madness for the last like five years of my life. But this year, we we signed a new client, um, which is Nick's Beer Garden in Chicago, which is a bar um, in Wicker Park. And for that, I just kind of need to know what's happening with like yeah. sports in general. Yeah. So I have watched every single Bears game uh, this season, and that nice. has been really fun. So I don't know if I'm like would say I'm more passionate about that now, but it's been like a fun little little change of pace i feel like that is cool we were just in naperville for um a conference and when we were out to dinner they had a bears game on at like this kind of bar restaurant that yeah. we were at and it definitely was kind of like whoa i'm like near chicago watching a bears game it it, yeah. it felt it felt kind of fun yeah it is fun legit. i mean they mostly are not good but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> so. i would like to say all of my hockey knowledge came in handy when we had to write hockey captions that for that client so, so true my go. caption was like <laughs> hockey game this thursday or whatever like come like, out and watch yourself it out to our <laughs> next event oh yeah and yeah. i was like kelsey can you please improve this and she's <laughs> like the boys are back in the madhouse tonight at 6 45 come out and whatever i was like oh that's my awesome. gosh what we say i've yeah, been well trained that's very cool <laughs> teamwork makes uh, the dream work i'm telling you okay that was so, a fun one, Mitch. Good job. That hey, was thanks. great job. Your thanks, first. Um, they like me. They really like me. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um, okay. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about the idea of perfection. And we were chatting beforehand about some directions that we could go with this conversation. And Kelsey, you brought up something interesting about like how each of us probably relate to perf- the idea of perfection differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want to dive into ultimately the idea of like letting go of perfection. But before we do that, I think it could be interesting to just go like go around in a circle and I'll talk <laughs> about uh, like how we relate to the idea of perfection. I just think that that could be interesting. And I'm also mm-hmm. curious if your answer and my answer, Kelsey, are, is the same. But Mitch, okay. you shared a little bit about it. Um, yeah. Like when you think of the idea of perfection, like what does like what emotions or thoughts does that bring up for you? Yeah, I definitely like it. So the idea of letting <laughs> it go is sad yeah totally (laughs) i mean i don't see that particularly as like a fun or something that i would naturally ever want to do let go of perfection yeah yeah i mean i i like i said i mean i really i'm a very particular person i mean i feel Mm -hmm. like in just about every way um you know things have their place and they should be there you know unless there's a specific reason for them to not be Um, And, you know, when it comes to work, I feel like, yeah, I mean, in in every way, like I love details. I love um, getting things right. Again, like I said, I feel like there is a right way to do everything. And so, uh, you know, I do feel like I can kind of fall into the mentality of, uh, yeah, my way or the highway kind of because I like I am right. I mean, Austin, like you had Mm -hmm. um, sent me some like kind of feedback on some show notes I had done the other day. And I mean, there were kind of two edits that you had that were, I mean, technically and grammatically kind of incorrect that you were that you were changing. Um, I had them correct and you had (laughs) you you changed them to a thing that was incorrect. Um, And and I, I mean, I really like you know, I'm trying to learn. I'm in this phase. I'm like, okay, I just got to learn. Like I want to do this well, like all this stuff. But I was just like, that that, like hurts me on the inside because I know that like, you know, he's giving me these changes as if I've 
not that I mean, whatever, we're, you know, best friends, but it's like, you're, you're yes. giving me this feedback of things that need to be done differently. And it's to change something from correct to incorrect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's just, you know, that, uh, that doesn't make sense. And so when it's, yeah, letting go of perfection, I think is obviously essential to kind of scale in, in mm -hmm. whatever way, whether that be on a business level or just a personal kind of capacity level or, um, yeah, in whatever way. But I mean, for me, it is difficult because in many ways I can equate letting go of perfection to starting to do things incorrectly. Mm -hmm. um, that is not what it means, but that's how it can feel. And that's what it can feel like in the moment. Um, and, and that's obviously not fun. So learning to do that and actually not only learning it, but actually doing it um, is challenging, but Dang. I think it's really good and a good practice. That was deep. I have a lot of I was of just going to say, questions. that was deep. That's wow, good. thanks, guys. I love it. Um, Kelsey, when you think of the idea of perfection and letting go of perfection, like what, what does that bring up for you? Yeah. I don't think I'm a perfectionist, but I'm curious yeah. if you think I am. I, uh, no, I don't, I don't think I am at all. I would say I just really love to like move the needle, get things done, check things off my list. Like that's a very big Enneagram 3 of like, I just want to accomplish something. But I will say like in my personal life, I'm a really big perfectionist about just like how my space feels or like how mm. my house is cleaned up. Like I mm. can't, you know, all about my sensory quirks, but yeah. I can't like think straight if things are not put away or not in their right place. Yeah. So I yeah. think that's more where perfectionism comes in, but probably not so much in my work. Yeah. I, I mean, this is just me. Like you sort of said, if I think that you are, I don't think that you are in like what you do but i do think in like your rhythms and systems you mm, kind of are like i think true. that you like like hold on tightly to like yeah the flow of what you like want something to do so like if you have to adjust that sometimes it just takes a second for you to be like that's oh, I have very to, you know true. change the plan kind of thing yeah yeah um, i would agree with that yeah i i am not a perfectionist i would say but to me like perfection and maybe this is connected to like the enneagram 3 thing perfection to me is more about the result than it is about like the mm. yeah the house like how one specific thing is done so to me if what i want to get done gets done then it was it was perfect enough to accomplish what i needed so i feel like that's mm -hmm. the interesting thing too which has helped me like in the content marketing kind of like world in a sense because it's like at the end of the day we just need to get content out and that's mm -hmm. always balancing, right? We want it to be good stuff that, you know, mm -hmm. gets yeah, like value across. Yeah. But at the same time is just content that is uh, being mm -hmm. shared as well. So like kind of balancing that. So I don't know if it's an Enneagram 3 thing or I don't know if it's yeah. just like a me thing, but um, that's what I would say. I mean, it is definitely just like, right? And really to anybody, I think if you think about it, it is like, a wall like i mean it prohibits yeah. you from really doing anything um i mean totally. it's like you know if you try to make it perfect like it'll never get done i feel like you know that mm -hmm. kind of saying or phrase or or idea is floats around everywhere and it's because it's yeah. true but it's hard yeah. yeah i think that the word per like you kind of almost have to define it too like we right. are passionate about putting out high quality content for our clients mm -hmm. we're not but if you replace high quality with perfection, that's, I think, where you get kind of stuck in the, right. it's just never right. going to be good enough to click publish or to put it out there right. or whatever. Yeah. And I think, Austin, like you said, like, you know, it's for you, it's like you see kind of the results of something as mm -hmm. being like kind of the, you know, the definition of, of perfection, maybe in that sense, like, 
you know, has this, yeah, you know, built or engaged a community, has this, mm-hmm. you know, encouraged someone, has this, you know, helped make sales or whatever, like the right. the thing is like, and if the answer is yes to those things, then like, yeah, it was perfect because that was the goal. Um, right. And it's done. It, you know, it's accomplished yeah. its goal. Mm-hmm. But that's also like, I do miss out on things because of that too, because I think that there are you know, even times like where people who have just like your kind of perspective of perfection too much just really value different sides of content too. Mm-hmm. Um, that sometimes I will ignore because I'm focused on the end result rather than like and maybe always the process or the beauty in mm-hmm. the creation kind of thing. Um, and so, I mean, I definitely think that that's where the value of multiple people kind of having interactions on on creating content yeah. can really come into play because you know even just the three of us have differing viewpoints mm-hmm. all working towards that same goal that i think you know really balance mm-hmm. each other out in some good yeah. ways so that's cool mitch i'm curious for you so in your other role you uh, lead marketing in a nonprofit mm-hmm. um that has a podcast that's nearing a million downloads which is awesome yeah. a great Thank milestone you. that's coming up uh, like there's a lot of content production that goes into like uh, managing a podcast of that size. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious how has letting go of perfection or just perfectionism overall, how has that perfectionism served you in that? And how have you had to let go mm-hmm. of perfection in managing that? Yeah, I think it has served me uh, with it, with being able to feel like I feel like it provides me with a level of confidence um, mm-hmm. with, I don't know, like, you know, maybe somebody would be nervous if uh, a podcast episode was going to get 30,000 listens in a month or something yeah. like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel very confident that um, say, you know, it was done well. And so mm-hmm. we, we've, we've given our best effort and it is really like we paid attention to the details and so I feel like I have a confidence, like it serves me with providing a sense of confidence. Yeah. I think it can hinder me. Um, I think particularly uh, in the last, about a year ago, I guess it was like we brought on a team member to my team. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like when when I'm doing everything, uh, the idea of perfection is at least in my mind, you know, within reach when I know it, I know it's not really, but totally. I can maybe accomplish some sort of perfect or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you incorporate other people and obviously that becomes impossible um, yeah. or at least, at least much, much, much more difficult. Hmm. And so I think that that has been something that, you know, my standards or my idea of what done it looks like maybe are, hmm. yeah, inappropriate to somebody else or, hmm. I mean, maybe that's a strong word, but just like unrealistic uh, to put on hmm. somebody else. Like I'm maybe comfortable pushing myself to a certain you know, I don't know, a certain, to a certain level or whatever. Um, but you have a team of people and and stuff and, and that, you know, just becomes impossible. And so I do think that kind of the revolving door of deadlines that, you know, is just like the podcast always goes out, the blog always goes out, the Mm -hmm. emails, the letters, the whatever, it it kind of out of necessity, whether you love it or not, like it makes you have to kind of be like, this has to be done right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that the thing for me is just like, how do I feel about it? And if I feel like I've done a good job and maybe accomplished this perfect, which I know is again, like not real, um, yeah. I can feel confident if I feel like, man, I didn't get to look at every pixel on this thing or whatever, then I, I, 
I can, you know, have negative self-talk and obviously that's not helpful. So, yeah. How have you kind of disconnected the message of like, so you said perfectionate, letting go of perfection kind of like is equal to doing things incorrectly a little bit like beforehand. Mm -hmm. How have you kind of learned to balance that in your own mind? Um, I, well, I think a big thing that has just been really encouraging to me is like, maybe I I do feel down on something, you know, rightfully or wrongfully, like Mm -hmm. I, I feel down on the way something went out. I might still get an encouraging note from, you know, my boss, or I still might be get an encouraging comment online or response to an email. And it's Mm -hmm. like, man, I didn't think that was a good one, you know, or I didn't think that was my best effort, but why is why does this seem to be getting a a better response than anything else I've ever done? You know, it's almost kind of like confuses you a little bit because you're like, oh, um, well, if it me, if I can do things that are valuable for people and it wasn't perfect by my Mm -hmm. standard, then what does that mean? You know? And, and I think then you just obviously kind of come to realize like, Hmm, like maybe these standards are yeah too high or maybe they're not equal with the value, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and then you kind of just start to realize like, yeah, it's not equal to the value. It's it can be helpful, valuable, encouraging, yeah. whatever, even if it is not perfect. And that is, right. you know, kind of you have to think about it. And you're like, oh, well, then who am I? Like, <laughs> totally. Um, but but you know, I think those are great places to be because you come out on the other side and you're like, man, maybe I like things a certain way, and if I can do it, that's great. But I don't have to to you yeah. know provide value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kelsey, I'd love for you, and you might have thoughts to follow up on that too. Um, but kind of it, as Mitch was talking, and I was thinking about what you and I have talked about a lot before, about how in a lot of ways, like imperfections often connect to the idea of like mm-hmm. human, like, you know, yeah. like people yeah. are mm-hmm. like imperfect. I don't know. Like what, yeah. what comes no, to your mind? No, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It, actually, when you were talking, Mitch, it reminded me of what I shared on our last episode when I had gone and visited a college and talked to some students there and they asked about Mm -hmm. like, is it more important to have consistent content or quality content? And so you can go listen to the full answer. We broke it down a lot, but it did remind me that sometimes we see our clients have, maybe it's not like the perfectly executed graphic or like Mm -hmm. the picture isn't perfectly edited, but the message is just really raw and that connects. And so I think sometimes people love to see a little bit of just that edginess and grittiness to like what it means to be human and a person. Um, but I think there's so many, like, I think you can, well, you, you can answer this. Do you feel like you can still be a perfectionist, but share like vulnerable content? Like, is that hard Mm. for Enneagram ones to share more of that deeper, like thinking and vulnerable things with people? I mean, that's, I think that's a great question. I I think also kind of just like my personality is to maybe like, just like have a smaller circle. Mm-hmm. um uh, to share deeply with um but i i think that i don't know in some sort of weird backwards way like i almost feel like there's even a right way to share imperfect thoughts or something like <laughs> yeah which, I totally. mean, that's what i was wondering so, about like totally. just feels like so yeah kind of confusing to you know say it out loud but I don't know. I mean, I would not say just, yeah, in all the other ways a person is made up. I don't think I'm one to like really share my deepest feelings very mm-hmm. often um, or anything like that. And I I truly don't think that it's because it like presents some sort of like 
I don't want to be seen as imperfect. I'm very comfortable being like, I know I'm for sure not, you know, and that's yeah. totally fine. Um, cause yeah, I just, the way I view the world just doesn't, you know, allow for that. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like I've answered your question, but, um, that's okay. that's I just was response. thinking through, yeah, I think that makes sense. I was thinking through like our listeners who maybe are doing all their content on their own right. and just thinking through like, if you are someone who wants to do things perfectly, does that feel hard to like kind of let mm. those raw edges show? Totally. But I think like you said, there's, there's still like a, you can still feel good about the right way in your own yeah. mind to be able to share that with people. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So we always love to kind of close out our episodes, just like an encouraging word um, to our listeners. So Mitch, we'll let you do that today, just since you know this awesome. is your first episode. But what's just one piece of encouragement or like kind of one final piece of advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah. I mean, I think... I mean, for anybody who maybe is, can resonate with a feeling of like wanting to be perfect or mm-hmm. or having perfectionist tendencies, I think that if you have never, yeah, just kind of come to terms with or like wrestled through, like surely there have been times where things have not been perfect, you know? So it's like, I just would encourage you to really just like hang out there for a little bit um, because mm-hmm. I think that what can result from that is not that you are somebody who is, you know, wrong or, um, you know, weak or anything like that, but you can, in, it, it almost like builds up a, a certain level of confidence in, yeah. I can do things well, and I don't have to be perfect. And there is mm-hmm. kind of a tension that can, you know, really in a very healthy way, like be managed. Yeah. So I would just like encourage people to sit in that, uh, for people who maybe don't, you know, I think that obviously like it hasn't been as relatable to say like, wow, why does that guy care so much about all this dumb mm-hmm. stuff? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I would just encourage maybe to like consider, you know, I don't know. I think that it just like working with other people, particularly if you work with others or have any sort of relationship, you know, working with or, you know, being friends or married to a perfectionist, you know, I think that I would encourage to just consider, you know, what kind of thoughts might be having, not that they think they're better than you or that they think that, you know, they, yeah, are stronger or better, but that they really care, you know, deeply. Mm -hmm. And this is how it's being expressed. Not Mm -hmm. that they're right, but, you know, that there is like a valid kind of perspective there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. All right. Well, there's a little conversation about uh, perfection. That was kind of fun. And I feel like we could have made that like a two hour episode. Jeez. Probably. That was good. Also reminded me of our episode 14. So if you want to dig more into perfection, we have a whole nother episode from a different lens. So I feel like this this is a hug and pat on the back. And the other one was like, and (laughs) don't do this. (laughs) Yeah. What was that one? Four ways perfectionism, like limits creators or something? Limits creators. Yeah. Great, great thoughts on both of them. But I loved hearing. I agree with what you said, Mitch. This gave me so much perspective into just working with you and understanding like how perfectionism kind of comes out in your own mind and your own own life. So I loved it. I love it. All right. Well, we are cheering all of you on and we hope you have a great rest of your week and we'll see you right back here for the next episode of Marketing Should Be Fun. Hey, thanks for listening in to today's episode of the Marketing Should Be Fun podcast. We share an episode every other week, so make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. We'd also love to connect with you on social. So come hang out on Instagram at savagecontent.co or sign up for email updates on our website. All right, friend, here's your reminder that marketing is something you get to do, not something you have to do. 
We'll see you next time.